Hi, I'm Christy. I'm a librarian who loves to read, write, and really anything to do with that bookish life. And I'm Josie Thames, a professional scheduler who primarily reads from a gigantic backlist of fantasy novels and romantic comedies. We are two friends who love talking about books and book culture so much that we've decided to start the Fox and Heron Literary Society in coastal South Carolina. And when we get together to talk about books, we almost always veer off topic into other areas. So we decided that the next logical step was to launch our own podcast celebrating the books that we love. So welcome to Off Subject with Fox and Heron. Welcome to our podcast, everyone. Yes, welcome. Our very first episode, and we are very, very excited. Yes, I am very, we are very excited. I feel like singing. I feel like dancing. I've dreamed about having a podcast forever, and now it gets to come true with my best friend. I'm so excited. (laughs) Well, since this is our first episode, we're going to kind of do an introduction this time and let everybody know who we are, why we love to read, how we met, you know, kind of our origin story. I like that. I like that a lot. Oh, man. Um, and we are going to attempt, but not promise, to stay on topic. Um, we're going to try not to stray too far from the subject. I believe in us. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Christy, do you want to start? Do you want to tell people how we met? Okay, so we officially met during, um, I believe it was 2000. 14, 15, 2015 projection of Bye Bye Birdie at the Strand Theater in mm-hmm. Georgetown. <laughs> uh, my precious, precious teenage boy, he was in middle school then, and he wanted to be in a play, and Josie was directing Bye Bye Birdie, and it was the perfect opportunity, the perfect introduction. Uh, he was so cute. He got up there and auditioned with Gaston from Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just loved oh. it. <laughs> I can see those cheeks up on that stage now. I just love it. And so uh, I volunteered to help corral all the girls in the Bob Bob Birdie and the Birdie fan club (laughs) and um, just got to know Josie that way. But then we didn't really see each other for a while until she became Mm -hmm. to work at my son's school. And we, I was the PTO president. She was the school admin and we had to work together, but thankfully we hit it off and, Next thing you know, I'm texting her stupid memes and pictures of things I find in the store. <laughs> and thinking, this lady probably thinks I'm crazy and why is she texting me? But that's how it all. <laughs> oh, God, I love that so much. I have to tell you, that Chris, we Richie found the original cast recording of Bye Bye Birdie for me oh. on vinyl. We found it. He found it yesterday. <gasps> I tried to do laundry, couldn't do it because I had to sit and listen to it. And I could see our entire production in my head right after Honestly Sincere. I saw a little Ethan walking across the stage. Who's this lady? <laughs> Wearing flags. I could just see it. Yeah. Like, it was just so, so, pr- I'm crying. I'm already crying. He was, oh gosh, I just, I loved him so much in that show. He's my precious boy. 
<laughs> well, it's such a great show. And uh, I tell you what, if one of us, if I catch the boys lying, we still are. I hate to say lying because it's usually like something that's obvious, but one of us will call the yeah, other yeah. something out. Like that is a lie, mm-hmm. a lie through and through. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I mean, it was, you had, <sighs> Ethan just loved it. <laughs> He just loved it. And yes. so, of course. That's what made me happy. I, I think a lot of kids went away, came away from that show with a love for yes. theater. And I, I can't, other than a love for reading, I can't give a child a, a better gift than to love the right. theater. Even if you don't act in any more shows, you can enjoy going to the theater. Yes. You can appreciate yes. the hard work that goes on to watch that production, you know, for to bring enjoyment to a crowd and to tell a story, not just using, you know, the words that you write but you know you tell a story using your entire right. body oh i'm d- now that i'm not going to go off on <laughs> why theater matters not going to do it um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna keep moving okay. we're gonna keep moving <laughs> my my version of our origin story um goes back a little farther than yours because back when you used to write for the georgetown times I used to read what you'd write in the paper. And I thought to myself, this girl's, I like this girl. We can be <laughs> friends. I could be friends with this girl. And then I never saw you. Like I never saw you around town, but I had a newborn. So I didn't go around town <laughs> to see anybody. Um, and then, and then I made, I, I, I don't know that I, I don't think I ever brought it up to you um, that because I finally made the connection when you, brought Ethan to Bye Bye Birdie that um that you were the girl that I always read oh, in the paper okay. so yeah I, I don't think I ever brought that up to you um but I, maybe it was too late or I didn't want to make it awkward because I'm super good at making <laughs> things weird and so I'm just like this girl is well-traveled and this lady's well-traveled and I'm a huge nerd and I'm not going to make this weird by no, by telling her, Hey, you remember 10 years ago when you used to write the paper? Well, I used to read all of it. So <laughs> that's fine. I was like, Oh, this is the girl that's friends with all of my friends on Facebook. And <laughs> for some reason I've never met her and I don't know why. <laughs> We are the most awkward people. Right? If only we knew, we could have just skipped over if all of that and just been like we nerds are, together. We're our own rom com, is what we are. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then, and then I got to know you better during by my birdie when you when you became the PTO president at the Georgetown School. I just I fell head over heels in friendship with you. <laughs> You, you, you gave me, I don't know if it was the first year I was there or the second, I can't remember. I'll have to go back and check my book, but you gave me memoirs of a geisha, one of your favorite books. And I was like, with the handmade bookmark that you had had Ryan make me a bookmark, which I still use for every book, except for, I have another bookmark I use that my sister gave me that the Harry Potter bookmark that I use for books about magic. But so every other book that I read, (laughs) right? So um, every book that's not about magic um, gets the the beautiful wooden bookmark with the blue ribbon in it (laughs) that you gave me. Yeah. And so I knew I was like, when you gave me one of your favorite books, I was like, Oh, she really likes me. We are really friends now <laughs> to share that part of your heart with somebody. Like, 
Well, really, it's a little <laughs> nerve wracking when you give somebody a book that you really like because you don't know mm-hmm. it is. if they're going to like it or not. And you told me you were like, I have cried. Mm-hmm. I have cried through this. And I was like, oh, no, she's going to think <laughs> she's, she's not oh, going to like me. Beautiful. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I know. And I remember when I finished it, cause it was like, I started reading it right thereafter. Cause I finished it like over Christmas break. And I remember freezing in our camper in rocks pond. And it was like eight o'clock in the morning. I had just woken up. Rich is like, do you want to go get some breakfast? I was like, no, I have one chapter to go and I'm going to finish this book tonight. I'm going to finish this book before we go anywhere. So I'm not getting out of this bed. I have got to find out what happens to this girl. <laughs> So, I mean, I probably had more than one chapter to go. I probably really had two or three chapters to go, but I told him I only had one chapter to go. And I was just, it was heartbreaking and beautiful. And I just, oh man, that was, it was just a, it was a book you could dive into and, and you didn't really want to leave. You felt like you were standing there with her going through all of this stuff. It was so immersive. That's the word I want. It was very immersive. And I love that. It was very beautifully told. It was an incredible story. I know um, since then, the, I think it wasn't necessarily the author's story to tell, but it was, it left me with a great respect for a a different culture and just a remarkable, I I highly recommend it. It's still one of my favorite books. (laughs) It is. It is. It is. It is. It's there on my bookshelf. I look at you had covered it so beautifully. And every every time I go into our music room slash library, I can see it from my chair. And I'm reminded of our friendship. And I love it. (laughs) Okay, Josie. So tell us, how did you become a reader? Um it's a saga, <laughs> like everything in my life. Nothing is simple in Josie's life. It, it's, it's I'm kidding. It's not really. Um, my grandmother was a reader. Um, my mom's mom. She, um, she made books very accessible to me and my sister. She didn't have children's books lying around her house. Um, she had a lot of nonfiction. Um, she loved a bird book, loved birds. So there were lots of, and she loved animals. So there was lots of nonfiction, lots of books about animals. Um, she even had a copy of the Amityville horror that used to scare the bejesus out of me. Like Tracy, my sister, Tracy, who was younger than me would pull it out and look through the pictures. I can still see the scary pig man in the pictures when I close my eyes and it's freaking me out to this minute. Um, and, but nothing, no books were really off limits in my grandma's house except for like romance novels she wasn't I do remember one year my mom um made the mistake of buying my buying her mom romance novels she thought they were like um Christian clean romance novels turns out they weren't (laughs) they were bodice rippers Uh, and I had never seen my grandma so mad you know (laughs) At my mom for buying her those books. And my mother never bought her another book. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, lots of lots of books at my, at my grandma's house. She loved it when we would bring books. Um, and Tracy, she and Tracy and I would lay on the porch. She had a big hammock. She had a big chaise lounge and a beautiful double rocker. And one of us, 
um, would each take one and we would just read mm-hmm. on the porch when the weather was nice. Um, I think about that every time we drive by her house on the way to my mom's house, even now um, she um, now my mom was not a big reader, but, um, but she loved that Tracy and I were readers and she um, whenever we would get dropped off at our grandma's house, she would always come back um, with books from the library for us. Like if she went to go buy groceries or pay bills or something she, or take daddy to the doctor, um, she would always stop at the library and get new books for us to read. Um, and so books were always a reward. Books were always um, a treat, um, but they were always, um, you always had to give them back. Um, and then, um, oh, I remember Amelia Bedelia and I never wanted to give my Amelia Bedelia books back. Um, but cause she was so silly. <laughs> um, just, just so silly. Um, so books did not, and this was like preschool years. Um, because my sister and I both learned to read fairly early. Um, cause mama would read to us all the time as well. Um, and so, um, books, um, books as good gifts, and um, books as things that you keep in your house and treasure didn't become a real thing for me until I was about six when um, they, my parents pro- promised me a present if I did well on a math test because math was not my strong suit. Um, I passed the test. And then when I came home, um, at, when, I brought the, when I brought the test home the next day, um, when I came home from school, they had um, given me this little book about a fairy and the book had a doll that came with it. She was had blonde curly hair, like short blonde curly hair. And she had a little yellow dress and purple tights. And she would just fly from flower to flower. I cannot even remember what this book was about, but I remembered wanting to be the little fairy and I wanted to fly around on all the flowers (laughs) with her. I love it. Um, I just I wanted to be magical. Um, even then, at age six, I wanted to be magic. Library day at school was my favorite day. Well, it was my second favorite day. Music day was my favorite day. Right. If we're going to be honest. But library day was my second favorite day. Um, I still remember when Andrews Elementary, well, it was Andrews Primary School then, because it was only, like, it only went to fourth grade. So, Andrews, when it opened, um, like, I was in the second grade and I remember walking into that library for the first time and like, it was amazing. Like, I'm sure if I walked into it now, I was like, this is such a cute elementary school library. But at the time I was like, wow, look at all these books. (laughs) And I remember sitting there, her name, the librarian's name was Mrs. Winstead. Like I just, I remember just sitting there at the tables, like basically shaking um, because I couldn't wait to go walk around and pick out whatever book I wanted. Um, And, and to a point, I am still like that whenever I go to the library, um, which now isn't so much anymore because they only allow you in there for 30 minutes at a time. Um, Thanks. Um, So um, but like a bookstore, when I go into a bookstore, I'm, I'm filled with this just overwhelming feeling mm-hmm. of wonder because inside each book is a world 
um, that will trend that has the possibility to transport you. And I just, Oh, it's just a, a wonderful, it's just a feeling that I love. And I, I got that first as a child, just walking into my love school it. library. Now, what about you, Christy? How did you get into reading? All right. So my reading origin story is, I guess, a little similar. I came from a family of readers. My Both of my parents are readers. Mm-hmm. And my grandparents, my granddad Anderson had books on birds like yours did. Birds and and. <laughs> Um, growing things and herb books and all of that sort of thing I can remember very easily going in he would be in his bedroom surrounded by books on his bed I'm not quite sure what he was working on but he was always reading something and my granddaddy Noft my great-grandfather he he was quite the reader I've got some of his books my granny would buy me books she loved to go to yard sales get up early and go and I would always bring books back and I loved it and um, some of my favorites were just only John about the little boy who turned into whatever nickname somebody called him Ferdinand the Bull uh, Hal Fletcher was hatched uh, and anything by like Muppets and Sesame Street. I mean, we're talking 70s, 80s. Oh, this yes. is prime real estate for Jim Hansen. Yes. So, yes. so all yes. of that stuff mm-hmm. I loved, loved, loved in middle school uh, book fair. I loved mm-hmm. the book fair. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was just so, I, I think I would go and spend like my whole lunch hour every single day looking and perusing and buying and just loved it. But uh, my favorite by far was Ellen Montgomery's Anne of Avonlea and the whole, I have the whole series all, I think it's eight of them, but uh, I just love the friendship between Anne and Diana. I love, love, love Anne and Mm -hmm. Gilbert, you know, Anne was very, very overdramatic and I needed <laughs> I, I was more reserved like Diana but I needed somebody like that in my life <laughs> you know when they're re- reenacting the, the Lady of Shalott where she's in the water and, and then thorough embarrassment when Gilbert sees you know just I I feel that it, it, my little girl I soul just, needed that <laughs> but I just the, I, I don't even know how to put it into words right now. I'm crying because I would have been the aunt to your Diana. Like the craziness I pulled my sister into and in ba- imagining things in the backyard. I love it. It was. It, it's just, I don't know. I could just identify with her because she, she was always up to mm-hmm. something. and But it wasn't necessarily bad, you know. It was just being a kid no. and I loved it. So... And I just yes. find that that's, that is one of the reasons that as a librarian and somebody who's in the library and information field is so, so, so important to make sure that kids are represented in the books that we have in our classrooms and in the libraries and everything. Uh, it's just so important that they see themselves in the books. And uh, so they have yeah. that same identification. And, you know, there have been studies that said, uh, that shows like it creates empathy and it creates um, like if I were to read about somebody else that I don't it, it's not reflecting me but it's reflecting somebody else in my community you know it's just so so important um, but anyway I yeah. love Archie Comics Fear, <laughs> oh. Fear Street series by R.L. Stein. let's see who else Fabulous Five The Babysitter's Club um, Sweet Valley High, Nancy Drew, my favorite oh. favorite. Um, 
And I love River <laughs> Heights. In fact, I just found a big old box of paperback River Heights um, in my garage yesterday. I was like, okay. oh my gosh, I forgot I had these. I need an explanation of what what is Fabulous Five and what is River Heights. I've never okay. heard of either so of these. Fabulous Five was a little bit younger. It's more on the scale of Babysitter's Club. So you're talking okay. more younger, middle grade kids. River Heights was more uh, Long Sweet Valley High. But, um, and it came out the same time they were, you know, I would read either one. (laughs) I didn't, I I don't know why I just tended toward, I leaned toward River Heights, but it was the least popular. But then I would also borrow uh, my friend at the time, Brandy Steiner. Uh, She had all the Sweet Valley Highs. So we would kind of swap. (laughs) I had a couple of books that really stood out. I guess from that time frame. And one was on that dark night mm-hmm. by Carol Beach York. And I loved that book. It had to do with reincarnation. <laughs> it, it is, I mean, Ooh. it's super short. Like I know it's under 200 pages, if not under, if not less, like, but it's two teenage oh. girls and this is the seventies or eighties. And, you know, one of them's having these freakish memories of a past life and, Oh, it just had me hooked. And then the other one was Eva by Peter Dickinson. And this book was the first book I can remember that really pushed me out of my comfort zone. Um, especially when I got to the end and it wasn't some pretty happy ending like I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And I I, was, I think this was the first book I did not finish. It had, I, I literally <laughs> had like five pages to go and I was so aggravated and mad that it was not going to end how I wanted it to end. I turned it in and didn't read the last five pages. <laughs> oh no! I, it's something I think about <laughs> to this day. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was so mad at this book. Why? Where is my Hallmark story ending? But it's so funny now because... Yes. I love reading books like that. You know, they're the complicated stories that don't necessarily have the, they have a happy ending. It's not necessarily the picture perfect one. And so I I right. love looking back at that. But anyway, it, all of that brought me oh, here wow. today. <laughs> but that, that's right. That brings that's right. Me, you're, you're still trying to resolve uh, that. Oh from my Eva. gosh. I don't know if you're familiar with the book, but it's like a little Never. the ma- the dad is like a scientist, and one day her and her dad and I think it, and he works with monkeys and all of that stuff um, got in a terrible car wreck. Well, the monkey's body was fine, but the brain was dead, and it was the opposite for her. So he put her brain in the monkey's body. It oh was- no. Like, I couldn't think of anything more horrible when you're in middle school and Ooh. and you're so self-conscious about everything anyway than to be a monkey, a monkey. <laughs> and have to talk with a keyboard and, oh, oh. Christy, this is basically like middle grade body horror is what you're <laughs> describing. Like, this is what this is. Like, oh, oh, no. I'm going to dream about this tonight. This is terrible. You got way farther than I would have gotten. <laughs> like I, I just knew, I just knew something was going to happen and it was going to work out, and she was going to get her body back. But <laughs> it was too realistic, or oh. whatever. I don't know. It it wasn't going there. Yeah. So yes, oh, no. <laughs> I was highly oh, upset oh. with this book. But I again, 
Yeah, I, I it, it sure stretched to me as a reader, and so and 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 again, it's something that I recall mm-hmm. as a book I know I've read so much then, um, but it's a book I remember mm-hmm. to this day. So obviously, it had an impact, um, which is a great thing. Yeah, why part of the reason why we read anyway. So Josie, when it comes down to it. Tell us why it is that you like to read. Why do you read? What's the why behind it? I mostly read and I have mostly always read to escape. Um, Not that I have this horrible, tragic, you know, Eva (laughs) type life. Um, But um, I, I like escaping. Life can be somewhat mundane and it's fun. It's fun to read and escape into a new world. Um, when I was growing up, um, the right, we had to ride the bus cause we lived kind of far out and, um, my, we had one car and my dad worked shift work. So it made sense that we had to ride the bus and riding the bus was loud and horrible. Um, and I couldn't sit with my sister because, um, they like to seat us according to height and my sister was taller than oh. me. So I had to sit with the shorter kids. Um, and also apparently we had an attitude which means honestly we stood up to the bus driver when she tried to pick on us um so anyway um so um I could quickly dip into a book as soon as soon as I sat down and got myself settled put my book bag between my legs uh I would have my book I wouldn't even put my book in my book bag it was ready to go as soon as I sat down book bag between my between my knees open the book I'm in Concord with the March sisters. I'm on click attack street with uh, Ramona Quimby and I don't have to be anywhere else. I don't have to be on that horrible bus going from Andrews to um, Mm. Kent road. So we took like, it was like a two hour bus ride. So it took us forever to get home (laughs) because we had to go all the way down. Um, Gapway Road and I mean it was oh man it was awful it took forever to get down there to get home um if I if I wanted time to myself at home uh, when I didn't feel like being dramatic and playing in the backyard or playing Barbies with my sister and I just wanted to be by myself um I would pull out um a world book encyclopedia which I still own those 1988 encyclopedias they're in my they're in my our music room slash library now um they are beautiful to look at um but anyway i would i would pull them out read it in uh i'd read entries about california which seemed like such a far away and exotic land to me um so different from little old country georgetown south carolina um or i'd read about the music industry um which was something that you know, I, at the time I didn't really know what theater was. And so I thought I wanted to be a singer. Um, you know, I didn't realize that, you know, I thought it was all like movie musicals or, um, or you were a pop star or something like that. So I would read about the music industry. Um, I will go later when we talk about, um, books that we loved as kids, I'll talk all about the Muppet show, but, um, (laughs) Because I didn't realize that what they were doing was theater. And that's really what I wanted. Right. Like when I saw Rita Moreno on their season one, episode one, that's what, that's what I wanted to do with my life. But that's, that's for another day. Um, 
So I would close, I'd close the bathroom door and I would read my encyclopedias um, and just get some peace and quiet. Even now, as an adult, um, I read to escape uncomfortable <laughs> conversations. Um, it's my favorite avoidance technique. Um, also, you know, and always, always, since I have been an adult, I come into the house. I give Richie and whatever child is available um, a kiss. Hello. Um if there are no children available, I will kiss the cat. <laughs> Hello. Um, so everybody in the family gets acknowledged, but I go straight to my bathroom. I sit down on the floor and I read for a few minutes because I need right. to decompress. Um, when uh, Catherine, uh, when Trey or Catherine would get into a quote unquote discussion with Richie, um, their term, not mine. Um, it, it, it's usually very loud and it's very tense. And I, it's the people I love most in the world, in my eyes, oh, fighting, yes. you know, they don't see it that way, but that's the way I see it. So I just, re- I open my book and I raise it up in front of my <laughs> face and I read until I hear the, I don't hear them anymore. And then their tone has gone, finally gone down after about an hour or so, you know, it, it, it it's, I would much rather focus on Harry Dresden um fighting um the entire nation of red court vampires then listen to richie and Catherine fight about politics (laughs) um i mean honestly i'd rather be there fighting the red court vampires than listening to them fight about politics um or or even i don't want to say even better or go into one of lauren weisberger's fun frothy books like the devil wears prada um or last night at the um chateau marmont (laughs) i i i love those books there's always lots of talk about clothes and new york and shopping and those are things that i love um and so i I can disappear into those things um with still lots of love in my heart for the people who are fighting um i also think reading gives you empathy much like theater helps you walk around in somebody else's shoes. So does reading. Um, there's this saying that I love um, because I read, I live thousands yeah. of lives. Um, that really, really rings true for me. It's the same reason that I love acting. I love living the, the, these lives that writers have imagined, um, you know, stepping into someone else's shoes and learning why they do the things that they do. Um, to read or play through what could be a very different response that I would have in a similar situation. Um, Josie's response to meeting, oh, let's throw it out there, a vampire is going to be very different from Hermione Granger's response. Um, well, actually, no, maybe <laughs> not. I'm Well, I'm going to run and hide. She's going to go to the library. Um, you know, but, you know, like it's going to be, it's, you know, it's going to be very different from Harry Potter's response is going to be different from Harry Dresden's response. You know, going out into space is going to be, my response is going to be very different. And so it's, it's fun to see what other people's right perspectives yeah. are. You know what I mean? How they respond to these situations. What about you, Christy? Why do you read? So I read, I guess it's a little bit of escapism. Um, but not, I love to learn. 
I'm such a nerd. I love to learn. So I love to <laughs> read about different places and different people and how, what their customs are and what they do and how their lives are different than mine. And I wanted to be a writer when I was little. I've, I had always wanted to be a writer. I wanted to write for National Geographic and travel mm-hmm. the world and like see these places. So um, a little bit it's escapism, mm-hmm. but more than that, it's it's to experience and to, and to learn and to understand different ways of being. And that was so different to me. I tell you, growing up in a small town in the South, it, it's a little bit limiting. And yes, we traveled, but it's just different. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yes. I, I love mm-hmm. I loved the um, choose your own adventure books <laughs> where, where you could oh, make yeah. some of these decisions that you're never going to be faced with in real life. But um, yeah, yes. I, I loved challenging myself and, and learning about, I love a great historical fiction, even when I was younger and I love mysteries. I uh, mm-hmm. don't like straight up horror, but I love a good mystery. Um, no with just a, mm-hmm. just the right amount of creep in it <laughs> so because I'm a whip I <laughs> I think we've discussed this before I I am the librarian hiding in the library and to your Buffy <laughs> like, <laughs> I will do all the research you Where's need I will give you the backstory however I will not be fighting with you <laughs> My sister and I have an entire scenario worked out to whether what happens if one of us becomes a zombie. Like we already know how this is going to play out. We have a death pack. If one of us becomes a zombie, oh, it's God. up to the other one to kill them. So to kill the zombies. Well, so. Yes. Because no hard feeling. No hard feeling. But that's Josie. Right. Right. Well, <laughs> it's not Josie no. anymore. It's well, I- zombie. I'm, I'm just you have permission to kill me I if I become I a zombie you and Tracy whoever was, gets to me first you know it's so easy to sit there like I'm the one we watched the walking dead up until Negan came because I I hate <laughs> that man <laughs> with a passion I've never seen so anyway well, but I'm the one who watched walking dead with my eyes closed okay when all the smashing and the killing's done tell me when to look <laughs> like so I, yeah, I could, yeah it's just gross and why why would we <laughs> not saying they needed to live i'm not saying they were wrong but i just don't have the stomach for it anyway i don't know how we got here <laughs> can't we fashion can't we fashion a large cage and just, and just let them sit there in the cage without right. blood and guts like <laughs> there's got to be a logical way out of this without you know having to see blood or but ichor, I tell you, what, you know there were there are some bad guys on that show and it, i i love that that show shows that like anything any book because joyce carol oates is like this too that shows like the real monsters are the humans and Ooh. the humans there are some people on there i'm like kill them kill them now <laughs> get rid of them now just wipe them off the face of the planet i'm just saying all i'm saying is that i'm not the person to do that it's okay. we're talking about 
I think we were talking about why I read, but suddenly we're fighting zombies and killing oh, people with right. our superhuman strength. Yes. So, he, so that's right. It's, that's it's right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, for anyone who may be listening right now, <laughs> please tell us why you read and what you enjoy to read and send us your thoughts and questions to Fox and Heron books at gmail.com. That's Fox and Heron H E R O N books at gmail.com. And we would love to share some responses on the air and hear why other people, why you read and what you read. So right now we're going to take just a mm-hmm. quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Now it's time for a segment we like to call Book Report, where Christy and I talk about either a book we've just finished or a book we are currently reading. Christy, do you sure. want to start us uh, off? I have to be completely honest. Full disclosure, I am not currently reading anything at this moment. I kind of hit... <gasps> well, I've, I started the year off with a bang. I read books in the first two months. And I just kind of hit a point where my brain said, we're going to stop for just a second. (laughs) But we fasted TV and screens for seven weeks. And so there was zero screen Mm -hmm. time at home for those seven weeks. And I mean, I just consumed books. So it just happened that way. And it doesn't always happen that way. And so for like the last week, I just haven't picked up anything, but I can tell now because I've been looking at my, my shelves going, ooh, I think I want to pick this one up next. And I'm kind of looking at Middlemarch <laughs> by George Elliott. So oh. it's a it's a fat yeah. one and I haven't picked it up yet. And thinking about trying to knock it out some throughout the, like stretch it throughout the year. I'm listening to The Bells, which I adore. <laughs> it mm-hmm. takes place in a wonderful world um, called Orléans, which is spelled like Orléans. New Orleans would be spelled. Um, But I I just love the world building and the magic and the fact that you have these one set of bells who are just, they're beautiful, but the rest of the world are these creepy gray red eyed things that long to be beautiful. And it's a, it's a great comment on society, but more than that, it's a fantastic, uh, it's a wonderful adventure that isn't led by romance. In which I love a good romance story, but sometimes it's good to just see, you know, leaders lead. <laughs> and, yeah. and so I'm to the mm-hmm. point where they are starting their revolution and hoping to finish it since I I kind of hit pause on it. I'm hoping to finish it before it's due back at the library this week. So I will have more to talk about next week. <laughs> How about you? What are you reading? Um, I am reading a couple of things. Um and I'm trying to decide as we talk now which one of them I want to talk about because <laughs> I'm not finished with either of them. Um, um, I'm reading um, I'm, I'm reading Jim Butcher's Battleground. I'm now halfway through it. I talked about it on Instagram a little bit. I'm on chapter 18 um, of Seven Gazillion. Um, I'm kidding. It, it's not that big. But um and I'm also listening to Tweet Cute by Emma Lord, um, which is precious and wonderful. It's a YA romance novel. Uh, it's got heavy, heavy uh, You've Got it. Mail vibes. And my love for that movie and um, is deep and abiding. Um, 
but um yeah I'll, I'll talk i'm actually i want to talk about battleground because it's the last in the series so far it's an ongoing series called the dresden files that i discovered back in 2014 there were i think 14 books at the time um 12 or 14 and i tore through them um in about wow. six months um right in time for um well I, they were all on ebook and so it was much easier for me to tote those around than um big hardback books or or even paperback so i because i could have my, my um nook right at a nook wherever i went and um and so you know and it always doesn't look i don't know it, it looks different when you've got your tablet out yeah than a big old book you know, like at hospice when Aww. your husband's grandmother is passing away. Um, anyway, so um, uh, anyway, I read through um, I read through the first part of the series back in 2014, uh, finished with um, Skin Game, which came out in 2014 and then waited. <laughs> and in 2020, um, it was announced that, hey, this is the 20th anniversary of the first book, uh, which was Stormfront. And Jim has written two new books. Because um, in the meantime, he had released the series on um, this, um, this anthology of short stories um, called Briefcases, which doesn't really right. advance the plot very much. They take place okay. like in between the books. Um, so... Um, you know, I, I blew through that pretty quickly. Um, so then when it was announced, he, Jim, Jim Butcher was releasing two books. I was like, well, I need to reread the whole series because it had been six years basically <laughs> since I knew anything since I'd read the series. And so after I finished my reread of Harry Potter in 2019, um, um, cause I couldn't cope with Catherine graduating <laughs> high school. Um, I, I finished my reread. And um, I started on my reread of um, the Dresden Files, and I, I took it much slower because here we are in 2021, and I'm still re I'm, I'm finally in the last book that was released in September um, because there, <laughs> I'm older, and there were more things that um, that I caught uh, in the reread. So Battleground, and I and I enjoyed it so much more than when I blew through it in um, the end of 2013. Um, beginning of 2014 um so battleground is the last book in the series um so far um it's by far it it's not the end of the series um by no means um but it's all about harry dresden chicago wizard slash detective um so and it's written very well and and he battles the forces of darkness basically um, and Battleground continues that on a much larger level. It, the entire city of Chicago is being attacked by these forces of darkness uh, with this super weapon. And um, he's having to round up um, the entire Wizard Council, the Chicago PD, and just like citizens of Chicago to defend their beloved city. Um, it's very fast-paced. It is very much written like one of those old oh, yeah. detective noir books. Yeah. Um, Harry Dresden is very much a hard-boiled detective type with a heart of gold. Um, he does things because they're the right thing to do, even if it's hard, even if it's going to have 
terrible consequences. He can't stand to see a woman or a child in danger. Um, it really puts him in a bad spot for a lot of things. Um, and there's a lot about Harry that we don't know um, because he doesn't know himself. And it's, he obviously has this much bigger place in this world and he doesn't know what it is. And people keep hiding it from him because they keep telling him, Oh, you're so, which is something that a lot of happens to a lot of young people. Oh, you're so young. Cause in this world, wizards live oh. to be three, four, 500 years old. And you know, he's in his, he's in his early forties at this point. Cause it's the book started taking place. He's about 24, 25. So now he's in his forties and there he's there's just like oh you're so young you don't understand anything about our world yet you have to be older to understand these things so we can't tell you and so this that's another thing that he's battling in in this book um so yeah i'm i'm very much enjoying it but i keep i wrote about this on instagram the other night that i keep not reading it like i might read half a chapter or i might just read one chapter um, whereas before I would read two and three chapters at a clip because it's so fast paced. But I know when I'm done with this, there's not going to be any for a while. Right. It might be another six years, five or oh. six years. And I don't know if I'm ready right. to leave it behind yet. So, yeah. So anyway, that's that's me um, reading. And then I also I'm forcing I'm facing the existential crisis of what I'm going to read after I'm done with Harry Dresden. <laughs> Like I didn't just go buy 14 <laughs> books today. I've run out of shelf space. I know. I, it's so hard to decide sometimes because I keep eyeballing that Middlemarch book. But mm-hmm. then I'm thinking, look at those Alice Hoffman books I found at the resale store the other day. And I haven't read those. And I yes. really want to. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see next week where I'm at. And that's it. This is it for our Yay! very first episode. We did it. Dear listeners, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us with sponsorships. It helps us get potential guests, which is something we definitely want on the show. We want to interview some more readers and writers. That would be, I think that would be super fun to hear people tell us their reading origin story or their writing origin story. Um, So, yeah. Mm. So, if you would love to get involved with the bookish conversation we've got going Join us on any of our social media site um, platforms. We're on Instagram at Fox and Heron Books, Facebook at the Fox and Heron Literary Society, and Twitter at Fox Heron. Or you can also visit our website and sign up for our email list to stay in the loop for when our next salon is. And that is foxandheronbooks.wix.com salons. And we also blog there. We will be posting for the podcast there. And you can catch up on any of the news also for events happening around Georgetown or coastal South Carolina. So lots of stuff happening on the website. You can also find all the books we talk about in the show notes. Like Christy said, um, we're going to be doing a blog post that will have every book that we've talked about, plus some, um, in a blog post on our website um you can also purchase books from our bookshop.org account which will benefit independent bookstores and we love our independent bookstores thanks for listening to off subject with fox and heron books until next week we like big books and we cannot lie (laughs) oh goodbye and happy reading (laughs) 
All I can think about is um, that scene. And have you seen the second season yes, of The Mandalorian? Yeah, I've seen all of them. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, the scene where the child has been kidnapped and he's just like tossing stormtroopers around like <laughs> yes. nobody's business. Like, that's basically how I would be if gifted with the force. I, Richie automatically thinks that, you know, in the Marvel Universe, I'm Loki and I'm a Sith. And in Star Wars, like, I'm not Han Solo, I'm a Sith. So, <laughs> which totally tracks for me since I'm also Slytherin. <laughs> But I like to think I'm one of those kids in Slytherin who fought in the Battle of Hogwarts to protect their magical school. I don't think I would jive with Voldemort at all. Like he and I would have some very different opinions about some things. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> um, 